0: The Trump rally in D.C. was scheduled for Jan 6, 2020. I know because I put up the info here. I was getting input that said don't go. I wasn't going myself but I wanted to be sure to give readers good info. It could be an actual warning that something was up or it could have been the Democrats sending out false warnings to discourage people from going. So I put out the info and simply told people to be cautious if they did go. I let them decide whether they ought to go. The people that were planning to go to the rally were not violent people. They certainly had no intention of rioting. They definitely had no intention of overthrowing the government. These were not insurrectionists, that's just absurd. There was no plot. If there were, everyone would have known. I know, pray Trump was going to rally the troops, so to speak, and send the message to the folks at the Capitol building that he had our support. It's why he told the crowd to march peacefully to the Capitol. I've watched all the Trump rallies from 2016 on and not once did Trump incite a crowd of violence. We're patriots. What drives us is love of country. He wanted our voices to be heard. We wanted our voices to be heard. There was no talk of overthrowing the government. When the rally took place on Jan 6 we were hoping Pence would do the right thing. In order to know and understand what this right thing was we have to take a look at how the Electoral College works and what the Constitution says regarding elections. Don't let the Democrats fool you. They've objected to the election of every single Republican who ever won an election and considered it illegitimate, especially Trump, whom they went a step further with. Let's not forget the Russia hoax. They always act self righteous like we are the only ones who questioned an election. There's video showing them raising hell about Republicans winning and questioning the electoral votes. To this day, Stacey Abrams is convinced she won the Georgia governorship and has never conceded. Here's our deal. First of all we accepted the election results in most of the states. Those were never in question. For example there was a clear-cut winner in states such as California and New York and it was no doubt Biden. The state we had the biggest issue in was Pennsylvania. In these swing states battleground states Trump was winning the night of November 3rd by huge numbers. The problem with pie is that the election laws had been changed outside the legislative body https colon slash slash twitter.com slash free nine two four one six one three oh slash status one five six three one two one three one six three seven four six four two six nine two. The Pennsylvania Constitution re-elections HTPS colon slash slash ballotpedia dot slash article underscore seven underscore Pennsylvania underscore constitution slash on election night Trump had a considerable lead in these states. The Democrats and media had been telling the public prior to November 3rd not to expect a result that night though and it could possibly be days if not weeks before there was a clear winner. They repeated this often. It was fishy. Here we were election night already thrown into confusion. The media also warned President Trump that night not to come out and make any announcements. Again, very fishy. He didn't but Biden did. Biden seemed to be hinting he was the winner. He didn't say it, but you got a sense it might be coming, as if he knew they were working on the numbers and it was going as planned. You also got the sense he couldn't declare he had won yet, maybe he wasn't 100% sure, but he was clearly getting at something. The state of Georgia reported a water main break and they went home, except for video that showed a small group of people who stayed behind and they were counting votes. Later news reports said there was no such break. A similar pattern was going on in the other swing states. Trump had what looked to be like an insurmountable lead and the counting stopped. Some people went to bed that night thinking Trump had won. Some of us went to bed with the uneasy feeling something was wrong and we weren't so sure. The Electoral Votes and Alternate Electors On the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December, the electors meet in their respective states to cast their votes for President and Vice President of the United States, There is no constitutional provision or federal law requiring electors to vote in accordance with the popular vote in their states. Congress meets in joint session in the House of Representatives on January 6 to count the electoral votes. The vice president, as president of the Senate, is the presiding officer. Tellers open, present, and record the votes of the states in alphabetical order. The president of the Senate announces the results of the state vote and then calls for any objections. To be recognized, an objection must be submitted in writing and be signed by at least one member of the House and one Senator. If an objection is recognized, the House and Senate withdraw to their respective Chambers to consider the merits of any objections, following the process set out in 3 U.S.C. Section 15. HTTPS colon slash slash www.law.cornell.edu slash uscode slash text 3 15. After all the votes are recorded and counted, the president of the senate declares which persons if any have been elected president and vice president of the united states what are faithless electors and has it ever happened where the electoral vote was disputed https wwwyoutubecom 764 v 4 When Trump said he hoped VP Pence would do the right thing, I believe what he was alluding to was an objection to the electoral votes that would be cast for the swing states in which the Trump campaign claimed were fraudulent, probably meaning Pence could refuse to certify the votes. My guess, and it's only a guess, is that the election would end up at the Supreme Court. My question is what remedy is there if there is a violation of the Constitution in the election process, such as the violations in Pennsylvania? Yes, it should have been taken care of before the election, but it wasn't. Once the electoral votes were cast and certified by Pence it was over. Look where we are now. There are 74 million people who do not accept the outcome of the election believing Biden was installed by fraud. I'm one of them doubt of those 74 million how many have lost faith in the electoral system? Wouldn't it have been better to have a short-term crisis, investigated the claims and returned to the rule of law according to the Constitution in the questionable states? All we can do now is make sure we have free and fair elections. Make it easy to vote and difficult to cheat. The best way to put the brakes on the fraud in the White House is to have overwhelming turnout for the midterms and vote the MAGA candidates in. Next we get ready to elect Trump in 2024. Now that we know how they cheated in 2020 we can make sure it doesn't happen again. Maybe it would be a good idea to vote on an amendment to the Constitution creating a remedy for a situation where a president is provably elected by fraud. No, it would not be a good idea to abolish the electoral college. The Democrats keep trying to pull that one. This would assure a win by the same states over and over and none of the other states would matter. California, New York and Pennsylvania all of whom vote Democrat would be the only states that would matter.